At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And away we go. Happy, fantastic Friday. Happy Tigers opening day. It's like a national holiday. And I will be down there at Comerica Park. Very excited. The weather's going to suck. Who cares? It's spring. We're getting closer to summer. And it's Tigers opening day. And we're going to have some fun today with my man Cody Stavenhagen, the Tigers beat writer for The Athletic. He'll join us in just a little bit. The Break down all the angles of this Tigers team in 2022. Uh, of course, get his thoughts on maybe getting over that win total right now that's moved up a couple games at Bet Rivers at 79 and a half. Uh, what's I expect on like Michael Cabrera, Torkelson, and so many others. Uh, so look forward to talking to Cody Stamen. He does a great job covering the Tigers for the Athletic. And I'll tell you this: you know we've had great guys like Dave Burkett on and all the different beat writers for you know different teams, Wings, Pistons, Lions, etc. And all of them do an amazing job. We're very lucky to have great beat writers in this uh, amazing sports city of Detroit. But there is no, I think, tougher job than being a baseball beat writer. 162 regular season games, spring training, free agency. I mean, the season basically never ends. And it's not that football and basketball and and hockey have like these huge breaks as well. But it's just, it's every day. And obviously they'll take some time off here and there throughout the season. They deserve it. Uh, but I have just the utmost respect for beat writers in baseball, especially guys here in the Motor City and, and guys like Cody Stamenegan from The Athletics. Look forward to talking with him in just a bit. But let's take a trip to the Motown betting window here on opening day. Tigers and White Sox, they get it going at Comerica Park. 
at 1.10 p.m. Hopefully, there are no stops and starts when it comes to the weather. It's supposed to be about 50% rain from around 9 or 10 in the morning on. There could be a mix of rain and snowish, sleetish type situations, but it looks like Detroit might, with that Jim Price force field, keep most of it away. Some more of the rain might be outside of the, the you know downtown Detroit area. So hopefully, you know, it might be a sloppy, dim, cold, and windy day, but hopefully no stops and starts when it comes to the game itself. Lucas Giolito, the solid young pitcher for the White Sox, will get the start. He's a righty. Lefty Eduardo Rodriguez, of course, uh, the Tigers' opening day starter, the former Red Sox, uh, and definitely was a, a, a boon for the Tigers to be able to get him for this team now as they're going through this rebuild and hopefully being able to contend uh, in the very near future, maybe even this year, for a wild card spot. Right now, at Bet Rivers, the Detroit Tigers plus 105, White Sox minus 122, run line Chicago minus 1.5 plus 128, Tigers on the comeback plus 1.5 minus 159 in the total, 8 over minus 107, under minus 112. So I've got a few things I want to discuss with you when it comes to baseball early in the season, especially even the Tigers opening day, etc. You know, we're, you're really excited about betting on your home team. There's nothing wrong with having a little fun with that and maybe doing a half unit play, quarter unit play. But you don't want to bet a lot of money early in the baseball season. Because A, weather, Midwest, East Coast, even sometimes the West Coast. B, you've got, you know, starting pitchers. You want to watch, see what they're doing. Tigers, for example, with a bullpen, a lot of bullpen issues. Don't put a lot of money on baseball games in the first week or two of the season. Then after the first couple of weeks, you can really start firing away and making a ton of money I have a lot of sharp friends that are uh, baseball handicappers that do incredibly well in the first month, month and a half of the season after the first week or so or 10 days, at least one start for all the starters. So that's something to be cognizant of. Secondly, as I mentioned, weather, not just for the game itself, but definitely totals. I look at that total tomorrow. The White Sox, of course, can score a lot of runs. So can Detroit, but it's the first game. Weather's not going to be great. I have a lead on the under in this game, and it's for seeing you know, the majority of the money and tickets coming in on the under right now at Bet Rivers, as I mentioned, under eight, minus 112. But I am going to have some fun, and this is not a full unit strong play, but the Tigers have, even when they've not had great teams in recent years, played pretty darn well on opening day at Comerica Park. And, I, you know, you're getting positive money. It's a half unit play for me. I'm going to throw some, some bucks on this uh, to have fun while I'm at the game. But I do like the Tigers, plus 105, once again. More, I don't want to say I'm just betting it for fun because I'm trying to teach you. You don't just bet games for fun. But sometimes it's all right to put a little cash. As I mentioned, a half unit play, whatever your unit is, $10, $25, $50, $100, $500. I like the Tigers to win this first game in the series. They might not win another game in the series. But I like them on opening day. I think there's going to be a lot of energy, Comerica Park, even with the bad weather. So I have a half unit play on the Tigers plus 105. Pistons and Bucks. Season winding down for the Pistons. Could get that 19th of 21 covers uh, against the Mavs a couple days ago. But they're going now for 20 of 23. Uh, so, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, 20 of 23. And they're playing the Bucks, The Milwaukee Bucks, of course, a chance to win uh, the NBA Finals. I mean, we, we saw what they did last year. They have the Greek Freak. But look at this is the situation uh, when we've discussed betting in the NBA, which I'm not a huge fan of putting a ton of money on in the regular season. The playoffs we're going to have a lot of fun with. The Bucs played last night. Beat the Celtics. Celtics were up in that game late. Uh, Milwaukee came back, got the job done. They had 29 from Drew Holiday. Uh, won 127 to 121. Everyone played for the Milwaukee Bucks, except for Allen. 
Lopez, Holiday, Matthews, out of the compo, Middleton. I mean, there still are some seeding implications. But the second half of back-to-back, you're catching six and a half at LCA. I know I said the same thing about the Mavericks, and I said the Mavericks are clearly the better team. But how can you go against a team that has covered 19, uh, or excuse me, yeah, 19 of their last 23, and now they're going for, I, I spoke wrong, it was, they were going for 19 to 21, but they've covered 19 now of 22, and they're going for 20 of 23. How can you go against a team like that? That's an incredible percentage of covers. There's only a couple games left. I'm not going to stop with the Pistons now. That's another lean half unit play. Give me the Pistons plus six and a half. And you know what? The Bucks might end up resting players. So you might want to snag it early, uh, like that Suns game we talked about a couple days ago. Uh, I had the Clippers at plus three. Of course, they end up resting the Suns. Most of their team went to Clippers minus seven. And obviously, the Clippers ended up not covering in the end. But of course, you got Clippers plus three. You're, you're winning easy on that one. So uh, you got to look at that kind of stuff in the regular season in the NBA. Look at, you know, do a little research. Listen to people like me. A lot of times when you see trends and, and coaches that are resting players, especially late in the year when there's not a ton on the line, in the second half of a back-to-back, you can make some really good money and get a, and really cheat the line and get some crazy value. Like I mentioned the Clippers game, for example. If the Bucs end up resting the Greek Freak or a couple other players, this line might go to Pistons plus two or you know Pistons even money if they rest a bunch of guys. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. This is the late part of the season here and you, you, know, you want to keep things going if you're Milwaukee, but they did win last night. And, and if you're wondering where we're at, uh, in you know the playoff race in the Eastern Conference, the Bucks are two games behind Miami, but I believe Miami does have the tiebreaker, uh, and you know the Bucks have two games left. So I'm not saying there's a great chance they're going to rest players, but you never know. Coaches do really weird things. Maybe the Bucks have no problem being in the two seed. They're not going to try to get uh, up there. But as I mentioned, I think yeah, Miami's already clinched, so it doesn't matter. Uh, there was still a chance that Milwaukee could have done that over the last couple of games, and then they're a half game ahead of the Celtics, who then has beat. And the Celtics have one game left. And, of course, the Bucs have the tiebreak in that situation. Uh, and then the Sixers are one game behind uh, Milwaukee as well. They are three back from the Heat. And Milwaukee, or excuse me, Philadelphia has two games left too. So a lot of possibilities there. But I do like a lean, a half unit play on the Pistons getting six and a half against the Bucs. They've just been a cover monster like none other. How about the Masters, by the way? You know, most of our plays are looking good. I'm very upset. I don't really get upset often when I when I bet because, you know, I want to have fun with it and I get emotional about it in a good way, but you don't want to get too hung up on losses, whether they're tough or, or great wins. You want to just, you know, continue to profit and have fun and, and not let it get too much to you. Not that you don't want to have any joy in betting. I, I will always have joy in betting or be soulless like Ace Rossi in the movie Casino. But this is one of those rare times that I was really upset because I did, and we talked about this, I had to play on Cam Smith to be the first-round leader. And Smith has been so great getting off you know, to good starts in big tournaments, especially when he's won the couple times this year. And I had him at about 25-1. to 1. $35 was going to win over $1,000 for me. He started with a double bogey, then had eight birdies, then walked to the 18th tee, minus six, too clear of everyone else, double bogey. Missed a, a bogey putt, by the way, by like a couple inches, it seemed like. Double bogey to go to 400. Of course, Sun JM, who had had some issues in the middle part of the back nine. He eagles... And, and birdies, and then gets to minus five and knocks me out. That sucked. But Scheffler doing well. Zalatoris doing well. We got a lot of live people for the picks that I gave you that I always will give you when it comes to these big events. 
uh, you know, the majors, of course, and the regular tournaments too, but especially the Masters. So we'll continue to monitor that throughout the weekend and watch my Twitter feed at DanLeach971. If some of our guys are doing really well, I might hedge with some of them. I mean, it's possible if, let's say, uh, you know, an example I gave you recently uh, on the show was I had Max Holm and Mavic Neely last year towards the end of the season, and it got to a point where only one of the two of those guys could win. I had them both for outrights, both to pay about $2,800, and I could have, you know, cashed out one and let the other ride. There's, there, you know, partial cash outs too based on, you know, different situations. I'll tell you, there's a lot of value when it comes to doing stuff like that. So I might have a situation where, let's say, some Alfinao, Scheffler and Zalatoris are all in the top five. Maybe two of the, the three separate themselves and there's only a chance for two of them to win or maybe two of three of them, you know, guys to win and then Finau's right in the mix. I might, to up my profit margin, cash out one or two of them and obviously some of them might be taking a chance but let's say one of them starting to run away with it, then it doesn't matter. I'm going to still get value. So that's the name of the game, getting value whenever you can. So we'll monitor that throughout the weekend. Check my Twitter feed for that at DanLeach971. I wanted to roll through a couple more futures odds for you when it comes to Major League Baseball. Taking a look at the American League Central. Uh, you know, some of you might be surprised to see where the Tigers kind of fall here. White Sox, of course, the favorite minus 215. Tigers and Twins tied at the second favoritism at plus 550. The Cleveland Guardians, what a dumb name. No offense to my Indians fans out there. They're 12 to 1. They should have stood to the Cleveland baseball team. And then the Royals are 14 to 1. When it comes to the current odds to win the American League, Astros the favorite, plus 425. Blue Jays, uh, plus 450. White Sox, plus 475. Yanks, plus 5.5 to 1. And then the Rays round out the top five at 6 to 1. The Detroit Tigers, 27 to 1. They are ahead of Cleveland, Texas, Kansas City. Oakland and Baltimore. Remember the last couple of years, Tigers either the last or the second to last or the third to last team in the American League for sure, but obviously overall to win the World Series. And here are your World Series odds up to the second at Bet Rivers. The Dodgers plus 475. They are the favorite. Blue Jays plus 875. Astros and White Sox 10 to 1. Braves, the defending champs, 12 to 1. No Freddie Freeman though. And then the Yankees at 13 to 1 round out the top five. Brew Crew, 14-1. There's some value there with Milwaukee. I mentioned even without Fernando Tatis Jr., who's out for a little while. I still like San Diego. Uh, I have San Diego and Toronto, the World Series. The Padres, 17-1. I'm, I'm sticking with them. Like, Tatis Jr. will come back at the perfect time, and the Padres will be a real big threat because, let's be honest, they were definitely underachieving as of last year, uh, you know, a year that we thought they were going to be a much better team come playoff time. This is a year I think they get things going. Um, and then, you know, I mentioned, we talked about a lot of the awards and, you know, different props that Bet Rivers has continue to check in on the website and the app because there really is such, such great stuff. They do different profit boosts you can get. Uh, you know, for example, you log in every day in the masters, get a 20% profit boost on all golf wagers. That's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, betting on uh, 25 bucks on any opening day game, receive a $5 free bet for every home run hit. So you got all these really cool things that Bet River does, Bet Rivers does. And as we've discussed throughout the history of this show, I'm here to obviously give you some great plays, explain certain things, break down certain things, but also give you the ability to profit when it comes to wagering. And when you look at the different boosts and, and different, you know, kind of specials that Bet Rivers offers, I'm not saying every time you want to take them, but you've got to keep up on them 
because they're going to add to your profitability, add to your possible profit margin. That's a very important thing to do when you're someone that's trying to make money at gambling. A lot of you do this for fun. Nothing wrong with that. I'm always going to be here for you as well. But a lot of you are like me where, yeah, you listen, it's fun for us, but we want to profit at the end of the year. We want to profit at the end of the season, the end of the week, the end of the day, whatever it is. And taking advantages of these boosts, for example, the master's boost. Yeah, you know, you might lose the bet, but if you have a chance to add 20% to your winnings, why would you not do, want to do that? It's completely free. You know, baseball profit boost, different specials they have. Keep abreast of those, and I'll always let you know what's going on, especially for the Detroit area, because they have a lot for the, you know, for Michigan, the state of Michigan, and the Detroit teams. It's just another way to add to your profit margin. All right, that's a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Coming up next to celebrate Tigers opening day, we're going to talk to a man that is in this team's locker room, knows the ins and outs, and is ready for the new season. He is the Athletics beat writer for the Tigers, Cody Stavenhagen. He's going to join us next, talking all things Tigers in 2022 as we lift the lid on the Detroit Tigers 2022 season. Cody Stavenhagen joins us next right here on the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. No more football? No problem. Bet Rivers Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on Bet Rivers' many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. And here he is, Tigers beat writer for The Athletic, Cody Stavenhagen. Cody, before we get into anything, can you believe that opening day is today? It's, it's, to me, like, obviously we knew that there could be delays and there was a little bit of a delay, but the fa- it kind of like snuck up on us, didn't it? Yeah, it's it's crazy to think. It was such a long, slow, kind of brutal off season, but it's it's like one of those gradually didn't suddenly things. There was a time I didn't know if opening day was going to happen until May 1st, and then right. you know MLB comes to an agreement, and spring training just zoomed by, and you look up, and yeah, it's you know today is opening day. Um, it's kind of weird, like the time, like how how we processed it all is strange. But I think the good news is that it is here, that this lockout ended, that we got got through spring training, and now we can focus on some stuff that matters. Absolutely. By the way, I know some people are going to be listening to the audio version of this, but the people on the video version will see that you, like myself, are a credential tree wizard. I, that is one of the great credential trees behind you I have ever seen. I think we're looking at like 130 credentials there behind you. Yeah, there are too many. You can't, you can't see them all, but I uh, figured I'd just try to keep them all in one place. I have a few more in a box somewhere, but yeah, I like to hang them up. You never have enough. I, that's the same way I do. My dad <laughs> helped me put those put mine in the basement. But uh, being a little older than you, I go a little further back to some really lean times. At least you've covered some good stuff and hopefully some <laughs> more good stuff coming up. Let, let's talk about this Tigers team in 2022. And just off the jump, what do you think is the biggest question mark? What do you think is the thing that people should be the most excited about about this team? Well, the biggest question mark right now on opening day has to be the bullpen. I don't know if I would have right. said that even two weeks ago. I, there was a time you could feel decent about this bullpen, especially after the Tigers signed Andrew Chafin. But here you go. You have a series against the White Sox who just hit the crap out of the ball. 
and Kyle Funkhaus is hurt, and Andrew Chafin is hurt, and now you have Jose Cisnero on the 60-day IL. Uh, the two additional roster spots that teams are going to have through May overall is good, but it, it really highlighted how little pitching depth or relief pitching depth the Tigers pitchers have because they were basically trying to give away these final right. two roster spots. I mean, now you're looking at Drew Hutchison and, and Will Vest and some guys who I didn't really think were in the picture in spring training. Now they're going to be called upon to pitch. You still have Gregory Soto, but again, you're, you're back in. You don't have Chafin. It's going to put a lot of uh, stress on Alex Lang, who's a young guy. Um, I definitely just think the bullpen is worrisome, and you just hope the Tigers can get through these first couple weeks and get at least a couple of these guys back healthy without too much damage happening. Yeah, and that's one of those things, especially early in the season with the weather being you know rough yeah. and being cold. It could be, a, be an issue. But then on the other side of things, what do you think the biggest thing that the Tigers fans, we'll get into a couple of these things as well, but you know, just from a macro view, they should be most excited about coming into the season, which maybe the Tigers can finally possibly be a wild card contender for the first time in a long time. I mean, yeah, it has to be the new faces, both free agent acquisitions and, of course, the prospects. Um, I think Javi Baez, you know, he was your biggest offseason signing today eduardo rodriguez is going to be your opening day starter you know this is a guy who's pitched in the playoffs who's pitched on a big stage tucker barnard behind the plate may not be as flashy as those two guys but he could be a key member of this team uh the trade for austin meadows at 10 p.m monday night was, yeah. was huge and could make a really big difference for this team i think it happened so suddenly and so close to opening day that I don't even know if we're, people have been able to adequately be fired up about it. Austin Meadows is a guy who can hit 30 home runs. I mean, he's a great guy's, player. Yeah, guy's great. Um, and then, of course, Spencer Torkelson's going to make his MLB debut. Uh, really unfortunate, Riley Green will be hurt and won't debut just yet, but you're still looking at a guy who is the number one overall draft pick, who's a very polished power hitter. Uh, he's going to be making your debut his debut uh, for this team. So you just have a lot of newness, new faces, new energy. And most importantly, like new talent, guys who are actually good. The days of just running out, you know, kind of 4A players are pretty much over for now. Yeah, that's a good thing. And, and listen, as exciting as, you know, Torque is, he's not the only piece of this, but I do want to talk about him. And you wrote about this, uh, you know, recently on The Athletic. You mentioned the two things that stand out about Torkelson in advance of his debut being a hitting guru, he also labeled it Welcome to the Torque Show, which I know a lot of fans are excited about because he did put on a show at Double A last year. That's for fine, uh, for sure. Big hitting home runs left and right, torque bombs, as, as you call them. What should fans be excited about when it comes to Torque? And sh- are, are there going to be unrealistic expectations for the overall number one pick? I think there are always unrealistic expectations on these guys. I think the good yeah. news is, you know, this guy's perceived as a very high floor type guy i mean yeah he had some struggles in spring training but he's so proven he's so polished he has a very simple swing where he just lowers his hands to the ball i think it's it's beautiful to watch and it's just its simplicity so i don't see him you know really being overmatched i think the power is always going to play at every level it doesn't mean he's going to hit 40 homers and win the mvp doesn't even mean he's going to win the rookie of the year but i think this is a guy who can be one of your better hitters on the team who is going to hit some homers and kind of as as my story mentioned, he's just got a really easygoing, kind of California cool vibe about him uh, that you almost wouldn't expect from a number one overall pick. You think this guy's going to come in, be kind of cocky. He's been hyped up so much since college. Uh, Torkelson's a, a laid-back guy, almost a little bit goofy. Like, I think 
you know, I don't know that he's the most infectious energy, but I like, I think he's very likable at the same time. Uh, you start seeing a few of these homers leave the ballpark and, uh, you know, I think he could become a fan favorite pretty quickly. And you had mentioned something that I thought was really poignant. You know, you're not throwing the Tigers, not kind of throwing out four A guys there. Which, of course, when you're in a rebuild, you got to do at times. I mean, the Astros did it, the Cubs did it, sure. uh, the Royals did it. Some other teams, obviously, that have had success have done it as well. But when you look at the mix of veterans, and of course Cabrera being that big veteran, and young players, of course, you mentioned Javi Baez, who, by the way, my nephew, the O is. It's like it was his favorite player. So him getting coming to Detroit, yeah. he's freaking out as an 11 year old. Uh, you know, having the Condelarios. Having the torques, obviously Robbie Grossman is a very plus player metrically in, in many different ways. You mentioned Austin Meadows, obviously that was just an insane last minute trade. And guys like Akil Badu had a great start last year, and obviously kind of slowed down. Maybe not as much pressure this year to try to do as much early on. The feeling around the team to you, you've been covering this team for the Athletics since 2019. It, what, how is it different now? And I know it's the season hasn't started, but at least with spring training and leading up to things, and obviously the shortened spring training. How is it different, or or is it different than it's been in the past few years? Oh, it's it's so different. I mean, it's night and day from 2019 when this team was terrible, and most of those guys who were on that team are no longer here. And the vibe, you know, I think you try to believe, but everyone knew that team just wasn't good. 2020, kind of a similar deal. Last year, I think when A.J. Hinch was hired as manager, the entire vibe kind of changed, even though the team wasn't really expected to contend everything just felt more serious if that makes any sense like it was like okay this is this is for real now we're not messing around (laughs) and this year you take the aj hinch effect and you add some real talent to the roster and look this team does still have some flaws Uh, a lot a lot of things are going to have to go right for the tigers to get in the playoffs but i don't think they're going to show up you know expecting to roll over expecting to get beat like they're going to come to contend every day and have a realistic chance um, at the park every day and I think that vibe that energy with some of the youth with the free agent signings like the front office and ownership has kind of doubled down and actually added to the team I think there's a, a much much higher sense of belief all across the board you can feel it just walking into that room it's a uh, it's a really positive energy right now for sure and I think that if the, you know the Tigers do get off to a good start the fans obviously are going to be you know part of that as well and obviously even if they don't you know things can start happening in May and June and and, and bring that kind of excitement back and, and you know when you look at the starting rotation you mentioned Rodriguez of course uh, the former uh, Red Sox he's going to be the starter on opening day Scooble, Mize, Pineda, Manning obviously still some young arms that could be part of that rotation in the future uh, in the minors and, and coming up but I wanted to talk to you about Mize and it's not like he was yeah. and obviously the team wasn't great last year in general but it's not like he was terrible, but 7-9, ERA, 1.14 whip. He's 24 years old, obviously a former top-level draft pick. I don't think it's fair to say this is a make-it-or-break-it year for him, but is this a year where he's got to really show he was worthy of where he was picked? Uh, yeah, I think the way to put it is this is probably the year we get more clarity on what his ceiling really looks like. Is he a good starter or is he a great starter? I think we might find that out. Look, I posted a three seven one ERA last year. You will take that any day of the week. Sure. And he did it largely without the the splitter that was his calling card coming out of Auburn. I mean, he really lost the feel for his best pitch. At the same time, some of the metrics really aren't favorable. He didn't miss many bats. He didn't strike guys out. His spin rates weren't great, all that. So it, evaluating him is kind of interesting. It's like, okay, are these metrics going to rise to match his talent? Or the overall numbers and the ERA going to 
go down. I think the good news is he seems to have gotten that feel for the splitter back. His command, I think, is much improved from where it was at this time a year ago. Um, you know, the guy's a hard worker, a very dedicated guy. I think he should continue to be a good MLB starter, but you're right. The question is, does he take his game to the next level? For me, I think that means being able to miss bats, getting able to get in leverage counts and, and strike guys out, you know, get guys out in the strike zone. Um, I, I really think that's the challenge for Mize this year. Well said. Uh, another guy I wanted to, to throw by you, obviously, it's, it needs no introduction, is Miguel Cabrera, 13 hits away yeah. for 3,000. I know that obviously people are on, the fans are on the countdown for that. I have people that are tweeting me predictions of when it's going to happen. Let's not worry about that right now. But this is a guy 38 years old that, yes, you know, it was stops and starts at times last year, but definitely better than I thought he would be. You know, what can a Cabrera at 38, can't believe he's 38 years old, with some of these young guys, guys like Torkelson, guys like, uh, you know, Javi Baez, guys that he can really kind of tutor uh, and help them, you know, continue to get better and better in their young careers. What can we expect out of Cabrera this year in your estimation? Yeah, I mean, I think last year is a pretty good baseline. Um, We're not going to see Cabrera return to form and hit all these homers, but I think there's a world in which he can still be, if you change the definition and the expectations, a somewhat productive player. I mean, he's a guy who can still hit for contact, who can provide some timely hits. And yeah, I mean, I think just, I would tell fans just embrace like the milestones. Like you're going to see a guy an all time great across 3000 hits, whether he's any good or not, whether he's a positive war player or not. I hope the city of Detroit can still appreciate that and appreciate um, just Miguel and his career. And I think that very much happened last year with, uh, with 500. Now, for um this year right i think you need him to be uh, as my dog barks in the background what's the dog's name by the way oh it's olive she has a way of self on the air uh anyway i think for miguel like can you keep yourself in the lineup because especially when riley green returns and now you have austin meadows there could be a world in which aj Hinch is going to want to put someone else in that dh spot right things could get awkward if Miguel is not productive at all so I I will be interested to see how that plays out especially if you're trying to win games meaningful games in September you know I think this is the probably the year Miguel moves down in the batting order and I'll be curious to see even just what his overall playing time is like by season's end by the way, quick side note, I don't know how I feel about this, but, uh, you know, Jeff Rieger, our great friend, uh, gave you some very high praise, but you also have a dog that's named the same of his child. Uh-oh. So I don't know how that works into all this stuff. Uh-oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be dangerous for, for you, not for him. Uh, or actually, the other side. Uh, I wanted to, to get into this with you as people are, you know, excited about the possibility that maybe the Tigers finally, after that great basically decade of contention with Leland and then into Osmus, and obviously things didn't go well with Osmus, but then, you know, Gar and I are kind of trying to get this team ready before he retired, and then Hitch coming in, who's obviously won a World Series, that maybe the Tigers can be back to a team that is at least contending for a wild card spot. They won 77 last year, 77-85. Their win total right now at Bent Rivers is actually up to 79 and a half. There was, it was 77, 78. And for whatever reason, there's been a lot of action on the Tigers over. What do you think about regular season wins for Detroit? And then we'll get to the playoff question in a second. Yeah. I'm not surprised. A lot of people are hammering that over. Um, I hate having to like put a number and exact prediction on the team I cover, but I, I do think it's reasonable. Look, the Tigers won 77 games last year and you add, um, a number one pitcher, you add a shortstop, which defense alone Javi Baez is going to make a big difference Uh, you add a veteran catcher your two top prospects are going to spend most of the summer in the big leagues 
Now he had Austin Meadows. As much as I think a lot of things have to go right for the Tigers to make the playoffs, a lot would have to go wrong for them to not exceed uh, last season's win total. So I, I think I would still take the over. I think this team should be uh, probably at worst right around 500, and hopefully you're playing some meaningful games into August and September, and uh, you kind of see where the call, cards fall from there. But I, I feel like they would just have to really, really be ravaged by injuries all year to not match uh, 77 79 you know that steps it up a little bit but i think this can be a 500 team at the very least yeah maybe we get people out there just to middle them you know you got people on 77 people on 79 yeah. take the 70 i'm kidding yeah. <laughs> uh, on the play I mean, you mentioned meaningful games in august september that would be such i mean it's a long ways away but to have that happen again for the first time in a long time would be awesome their odds right now bet rivers to make the playoffs the no is minus 500 of course a big favor but the yes is plus 350 i don't know if the tigers can be I mean, we're gonna, there's a lot of, as you've you know laid it out or beautifully for us, there's a lot of questions on, on both sides, the good side and the bad side that have to be answered if they're going to be a contender this year as far as the wild card goes. I think they're going to be a contender in the division. We thought the, the, the AL Central might not be doing much more than it was last year as far as adding much, a lot more talent. You know, White Sox still obviously one of the favorites. You know, Cleveland didn't really do much. But then, of course, the Correa goes to the Twins. So the, the AL Central's you know, not a terrible division. Uh, but as far as the playoffs are concerned, is, is there a chance – if, as you mentioned, a lot of things go right, uh, that the Tigers could be a wild card contender in this second year of AJ Hinch. Yeah, I think there's definitely a chance. And look, you got to remember MLB has expanded its playoffs, so you, right. you got two extra spots. I think um, the Tigers should be in that conversation, kind of right on that cutoff line. I think for it to happen, if you're talking, if you're to place a win total, I don't know what is it, 88 games maybe. For a wild card, like you need a lot to go right. I think you need Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal to take those steps, and you need Akil Badu to continue to be productive, and you need just guys to stay healthy, like we've talked about. But it's uh, it's not out of the question. I you know wouldn't go out and throw all, all my money on it personally, but I think there's a world I can easily picture where yeah, this this is a wild card team and a team that could surprise some people. Um, like I said, it just last year, a lot of things went right for the Tigers after May Hinch seemed to have a way of right. tapping into that, getting the best out of his guys. Um, I think there's something to that. It's very intangible, but you know, if that happens again, this can be a playoff team. Um, it's just, it's, there's not a lot of margin for error. I think there's still some weaknesses in the lineup. You still have a pitching staff that is somewhat young and unproven. So yeah, not a lot of, not a lot of room to miss. Yeah, families are rising and falling in America all the time. I think Hawthorne said that. <laughs> uh, last one for you, uh, Cody, and thanks so much for your time. Look forward to do this again throughout the season. You, you do such a great job covering the Tigers. You beat writers in baseball. Not that it's not it's tough to do it or easy to do it in football or hockey or uh, you know basketball, but 162 games of plus spring training. I have to bow to you, my friend, because it is a lot of work, and you do it at a very high level. So thanks a lot for, for what you do as well. Uh, but I, I just want to get your feelings on this. As the season starts and, and the people listening that are really excited about the Tigers, what should the fans be focused on? Uh, aside from reading all your stuff, of course, but what should they be focused on in these first few weeks to see the Tigers hopefully get off to a good start? What should they be looking for? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think this opening series, you're facing the White Sox. I think you're going to have to hit the ball to beat the White Sox, even in the cold, even in the awful weather. I think it'll be a good chance to look at some of these new hitters and how they produce. You know, if you have guys getting off to cold starts, Look, I don't think Tim Anderson's getting off to a cold start. I think he's going to come out first pitch swinging. 
uh, here Friday. And, and, you know, that's just kind of how these White Sox roll. So I I think mostly, yeah, that's what I'm going to be interested in. Can these bats get going early in the season? Look forward to you covering all this. Look forward to hopefully an exciting year for the Tigers. Cody, can't thank you enough for your time. Please give Cody a file uh, on Twitter. Cody David Egan, of course, writing for The Athletic. Really appreciate the time. And season's greeting today, opening day, my friend. Yeah. Doesn't get much better, does it? No, no, I love it. Let's let's get excited. This is what we live let's for. Let's get fired up, man. <laughs> Let me steal a couple of those credentials for the credential wall behind you. <laughs> all right, great stuff from Cody David Egan. Thanks so much. Look forward to talking to you again. Much more to come here on the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our good friends at Bet Rivers. No more football? No problem. Bet Rivers Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on Bet Rivers' many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. Great stuff from Cody Stavidegan. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Cody Stavidegan. Look forward to talking with him again. Uh, still a little bummed about what happened with the Wolverines last night, losing overtime to Denver. Hell of a run for Michigan hockey. Hell of a run for Michigan women's basketball. Hell of a run for the Wolverines basketball team, men's basketball team as well. And hopefully, you know, this momentum continues to keep going in Ann Arbor. A great year for, you know, three of those programs there. And, uh, you know, it's always tough to lose when you get so close. But to get there and have a chance to, you know, get the younger kids on those uh, teams in those programs, to know what it feels like to be in these big moments, it's only a good thing for a program even when you lose. And for the Tigers... You know, it's one of these things where I just feel like the Detroit Tigers are going to get off to a good start. And I like what Cody had to say about, you know, what to look for in the first few weeks of the season, what the great potential for this team could be. And, you know, while I think I think he made a great point, too, that it would take a lot of things to go wrong for the Tigers not to get over their win total and be better than they were from last year. Uh, and that win total, of course, as I mentioned, at Bet Rivers over 79 and a half. Minus 108, it's up a couple games from earlier in the week. And then, you know, the playoff odds. Plus 350 to make the playoffs, minus 500 to not make the playoffs. It would take a lot of things to go right for the Tigers to make the playoffs. But I think the Tigers are going to be in the 80-win category. Might be kind of an up-and-down start to the season. You know, 5-5, and 6-8, and eight, you know, get, eight, eight, get back to 500, lose a couple games. Kind of be right around 500 for the first month or so of the season. But you might start seeing things happen earlier than a lot of you might expect them to. And remember last year, in the second half of the year, the Tigers were incredibly good against 500 teams or better. And that's going to continue momentum-wise, I believe, into this season. So we'll keep you abreast of all the changing numbers of Bet Rivers. But I do like the over. I mean, I wish you could have gotten it at 77 and a half. That's where I got it. Uh, actually, I got uh, some of my money at 77, but it's now up to 79 and a half. I still think the Tigers are going to go over that total, get to 80 wins, 81 wins, 83 wins, 85 wins, somewhere in that realm and have a real chance at being one of the wild cards in the American League. All right, happy opening day to one and all. Thanks again to Cody Stavenhagen. If you're down there in uh, Comerica Park and you're listening to the show before the game started, try to find me. I'll be all over the place and have a great time there, whether you're watching or listening uh, or going down to Comerica to see it in person on a rainy day. But who cares? It's opening day. 
Have a great rest of your weekend. Let's cash some Masters tickets for sure. And until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, out.